Hello, thanks for tuning in. You are listening to Crash, the Culture, Technology and Creative show, episode number 245, recorded on Monday the 11th of March 2019 at 10.21.58. Finally got round to doing this podcast, and it is so full of stuff this week. I... I've just had to answer the door. Hopefully we won't get any more interruptions this time. It was from some people with a Bible trying to bring me the good news. I politely declined, saying I've got nothing against it, but I'm a bit busy. Didn't tell them I had to do a podcast, but yeah, they got the idea. Before shutting the door, the guy said, Are you Muslim? Because, of course, that is the only choice. If you're brown, you are Muslim by default, apparently. You would have thought this guy knew better. He was in his 70s, maybe? Unbelievable. People, you have another choice. Brown people come in all different flavours. <laughs> we are now firmly in the pre-show section of this podcast. As you can tell, because we're completely off topic, and I'll get onto that a bit later... But I read recently an article about the worst thing about podcasts. These are the pet peeves of podcast listeners. That's a lot of peeves, according to the internet, particularly Reddit. Thank you, Reddit. And I am guilty of some of them. Here's a few examples. Eating on the mic. Yes, I've done that, but... To be fair, I was sampling things for the podcast, like delicious sweets and biscuits and everything that crunches and sounds really unpleasant in the mic. I can't promise that I won't be doing that again. And, of course, in the last episode, I was slurping my tea. Terrible, I know. What else am I guilty of? Ah, getting political. Actually, I'm fairly apolitical, but I'm a human being, so I pay attention like everyone else. For the record, I'm mildly centre-left, pro-Europe, green, anti-war, and vehemently anti-racist. Shouldn't everyone be most of those things? Oh dear, I'm doing it again. What else have I been guilty of? Occasionally messing up the audio. Okay. I'm not going to be funny about this, but I agree with that one. That is fairly unforgivable, and I have done this. And I am genuinely very sorry when that happens. It's just complete incompetence. I try not to do that anymore, but it's a bit difficult if you have recorded an interview, as I have done in the distant past, you don't get a chance to do it again if the audio is terrible. Yeah, cast your mind back to the Dean Motter interview. What a mess. My fault. And straying away from the topic. That's an appropriate place to stop. And actually, if you want to read about the things that podcast listeners hate the most, I have put some links up. In the show notes. And that's the last time I'll mention show notes in this show because it's quite clearly indicated in the description text of the podcast. So you should see where to get the show notes. And let's get a bit serious for a moment. And this is completely off 
topic editorial and it's not good it's about dead babies and it's been in the news lately and it's all about teen islamic state bride shamina begum whose citizenship was questionably some say illegally revoked by our home secretary sajid javid and she lost her baby yeah, the baby has died in a refugee camp in Syria. I can't see any reason why any British citizen, no matter what they have done, cannot return and face justice here. I mean, we do have the Crown Prosecution Service, don't we? As far as I can see, Javi just wanted to use his political muscle trying to improve his image with what he and his PR team, no doubt, thought would be a popular decision. And this is the result. He really misjudged the situation. And it's not just my rant either. If you look at the UK media, even the right-wing press have abandoned Javid. And neither does it look good for Javid's leadership bid for the Tory party. Though, no matter what side of the reasonable political spectrum you lean, right or left, that's not really the point, is it? I think a dead baby is the point. Ah. And yeah... That was very, very off-topic, but I had to get it off my chest. Thus ends that editorial from me. Let's move on to something else now. There are other things that annoy listeners, and maybe I'll mention one or two of those things a bit later to lighten the mood. You'll have to find out after the main part of the show, though. So for now, let's do the show! Cue the exciting start of the show, culture, music, thingamidoodle that I've been working on for a while, and that you heard last week. Oh, that was good. That really gets my heart thumping. And we are in the culture section. And I thought it was going to get less grim, but now I'm looking at my show notes. And the first thing in the culture section is Leaving Neverland. The documentary has finally been released. The documentary about the allegations of rather nasty child abuse by Michael Jackson. And from what I've seen... And from what I've heard from reviews, it does make Michael Jackson look, unfortunately, like a monster. And I am pretty convinced that the allegations are true. We've talked about art versus the artist before, and though I may need a break from his music, and it has definitely tainted it somewhat, which is, of course, an understatement. In time, I will hopefully be able to enjoy it again, but ignore its creator. 
I really do understand if you can't, but just bear in mind how many great artists are also the dregs of humanity. Happy Death Day to you! Oh, thank goodness, something lighter. This is a sequel and an expansion with a bigger cast of the first movie starring Jessica Roth, Happy Death Day, about a university student called Tree who is caught in a time loop. And I think it's pretty good. Bigger cast, more story, more explanation. We find out why it all started in the first place. But best of all is when Jessica Roth is allowed to chew the scenery when she really lets loose. And then, on top of that, she's really great when she goes into full crazy mode. She is destined for stardom, and I'm not the only one who thinks that. And that's Happy Death Day to you. That was something that I enjoyed this week. And back to another thing that isn't so great. Magenta Divine. Magenta Divine, RIP, she has died. She is best remembered as one half of the incredibly popular Rough Guides to the World on BBC Two back in the early 90s. Iconic, super cool Magenta Divine in her black shades and clothes flittered around the world with fellow presenter Sankar Guha. They brought us to far-flung places, much more exotic than Mallorca or Bournemouth or Clacton, to our living rooms. I remember watching the show regularly with my mum and dad. R.I.P. Magenta Divine. And also R.I.P. this week, Jan Michael Vincent, who died age 74 of what appears to be natural causes. Famous, of course, for Airwolf, but also for some more schlocky productions that were fun nonetheless, like the terrible adaptation of Zelazny's Damnation Alley, which doesn't resemble the book in any conceivable way, but is incredibly, ridiculously, hilariously schlocky and funny. R.I.P. Jan Michael Vincent. And that is it for Culture This Week. We are now moving on to technology. Cue the spooky, spacey, sciencey music. First of all, SpaceX Dragon docks with the ISS. SpaceX Crew Dragon capsule completed its test to resupply the ISS, the International Space Station, successfully. The unmanned crew capsule docked with the ISS. It carried Ripley, ha ha ha, a crash test dummy festooned with sensors. The capsule also contained about 400 pounds of supplies. Paul LaRue. I'm not sure if I've mentioned this guy before. It sounds like something that I might have mentioned because I use VeraCrypt and before that I used its predecessor, TrueCrypt. 
Here's the relevance. The rumour is that TrueCrypt's developer, who still is largely mysterious, is thought to be none other than murdery geek kingpin Paul LaRue. The Zimbabwe-born South African ruthlessly ruled a drugs empire until turning informant. This all sounds a bit Walter White, except this guy was real and nastier, and makes Walter White look like a minnow in comparison. A minnow swimming with sharks. His story is incredible, and I bet there's a film in the works, but until then, there's a long-form three-part article at the Atavist magazine. This next item is about the AVR R67 electric muscle car. There's also a smidgen about Tesla's new Model 3, and bugger all about the Geneva Motor Show, just so you'd know. I really like muscle cars, even before Supernatural and Blade, actually Mad Max's Ford Falcon XB GT Coupe 1973 V8 Interceptor, powered by a V8, Noz, NO2, and the devil himself was what got me into them. Kowalski's 1970 Alpine White Dodge Challenger RT in Vanishing Point, white, I know, right, but it works was another car, and, of course, Blade's 1968 modded Dodge Charger. I've only driven a muscle car once, and that was a modern, civilian-spec'd Dodge Charger, which was fast, but not quite fast enough. I'm not even sure it was any faster than the V6 Rover 75 company car I once used, which is faster and more comfortable than a Chesterfield sofa in a TARDIS. Doesn't matter though, because muscle cars are cool, intimidating, and stupid fast for such a big lump of rolling iron as long as you don't actually want to go around corners. Anyway, with Geneva Motor Show going full blast, and Britain's car industry about to be inviscerated by Brexit, and the possibility that Tesla may eventually start rolling out the 35 grand, 40,000 pounds in the UK. <laughs> I kid you not. Model 3 in the last six months of this year and may even start production in Europe and China. Thanks a bleep lot again, Brexit. I thought I'd talk about none of those things and instead yammer on about one cool Russian-ish car. That is AVR's R67. It is a fashionably retro-modded, that means an old car modernised, replica of a 1967 Ford Mustang GT Fastback fitted with an 840 horsepower electric motor. Let's just pause there for a moment. 840 horsepower. 840. 840! <laughs> That's nuts, man. With that insane engine, you will go from 0 to 62.1371 miles per hour in, guess, 2.2 seconds. It has 
a slightly less impressive top speed of 155.34 miles per hour. And O has a range of 315.035 miles. Although if I had it, it would have a range of about 50 miles. It looks like they've built exactly one. And I have absolutely no idea if it will go into production, but man, it is cool looking. And that is the AVR R67. AVR is spelt A-V-I-A-R. And now we musically transition into the creative section. And note this drum beat is different to the drum beat for the culture section. Honestly, it is different. Okay, let's talk about Chrome Music Lab. Not completely new. Chrome Music Lab is a set of open source browser-based simple music production apps. It's made by Google using the Web Audio API, Web MIDI, Tone.js, and other bits and pieces of open source software and libraries. Like a lot of things I talk about in the creative section, anyone can use them. Next. Let's talk about some fonts. <laughs> there is a font called the Metal Lord font, I like it, by a person called Typodermic, great name, aka Raymond Larrabee. It is free and public domain based on the Man Who Fell to Earth poster font and the Iron Maiden font. Read his crazily nerdy motivation for creating the font. It is great for, well, metal, or sci-fi projects, things like that. Next, Horror Fonts is a page at the Horror Made website, which also includes other free public domain horror and genre-themed fonts. So quite a few free fonts for you to use in your arty projects. And finally, in the creative section, I have a podcast production metadata pro tip. Again, a lot of P's, terrible for saying into the microphone. You can, as I have found out, add multi-line show notes to an MP3 by adding an unsynced lyrics field to your tag. The only problem is that it won't show up in all players, but for posterity, making all the metadata for your podcast self-contained might be a good idea so that future digital archaeologists can access your show notes, even if all they have is an orphaned MP3 file with no corresponding show notes or RSS files. I've experimented and the extra metadata shows up on the information slash metadata tab in VLC, surrounded by a big weird block of empty space. But at least it's there. I think the limit in the ID3 version 2 specification for tagging mp3s is 256 megabytes, so adding another couple of kilobytes won't make much difference. 
try it on a test MP3 using software like MP3 Tag. If you do that, here's the menu pathway you need to take. It's context menu slash extended tags slash add field slash unsynced lyrics. I haven't done this myself yet, but I have tested it out and it works. But that is another thing on the list. They don't call me the lyrical gangster, they call me the digital prepper. And you know why they call me that? Because I have a they. Only kidding. And that is it. And now I'm going to go and get some refreshment and pretend that I have an ad break. There is no actual ad break because I don't have any advertisers. But if you would like to advertise with me, please get in touch by going to Roy Martha, R-O-Y-M-A-T-H-U-R dot com. Okay, I am now in the break segment. And I've realised I'm so near the end that I don't really want a cup of tea. I just want to finish the podcast. So back to the podcast. Which means that entire section was completely wasted. Sorry about that. I promised another annoying thing for podcast listeners at the end of the show. And that is weather talk is apparently another thing that the good folks at Reddit hate in podcasts. So let's do that. Seriously, yesterday, that wind could have blown me straight to the moon. (sighs) Today the weather seems nice, though. Bit cold, though, I would say. A bit, as they say in the UK, and here's a bit of UK colloquialism-ing, it's a bit parky today. This section was supposed to be my excuse to decompress and sip tea after a few rather sad topics in this week's show. But, yeah, tea. Don't need it right now. I'm caffeinated up to the eyeballs anyway. Now I'm off to relax for a few minutes and then edit the podcast. Oh, joy. So let me just take this opportunity to tell you that This show is produced, presented, and edited by me, Roy Martha, a writer. Martha is spelt M-A-T-H-U-R. Yes, I know I've already said that. You can find me at RoyMartha.com. Ditto. For further reading, there's a link to the show notes in the description of this podcast. I've said that before as well. Stop repeating yourself, Roy. The notes are in plain text format for maximum compatibility and because I'm lazy. If you want to help, please review the show on whatever platform you listen to it on, and recommend it to a friend. You were listening to Crash, the Culture, Technology and Creative Show, episode 245, recorded on Monday the 11th of March 2019, and the time at the end of the show is 10.50.03. Thanks for listening, and bye-bye for now. Bye!
Man, did I seem a bit hyper in that podcast, if I do say so myself. Ah, yeah, maybe I'll just stop recording right now. Just so you know, this is Roy from the future. I did not sit down and relax, or do anything relaxing at all, but I immediately started editing that podcast. And just to show you how long only roughly 20 minutes or so takes to edit, it is now 12.17, when I finish editing and I've still got all the other stuff to do to upload it and check the show notes and stuff like that. So it takes time, man. It takes time. Really. Bye for now.